Welcome to Let's Talk About Life, a podcast brought to you by LifeBank, the organ, eye, and tissue recovery agency in Northeast Ohio. Donation can be a complicated subject, but it is really all about life. So spend a few minutes as we unravel the complexities of donation. So come on, let's talk about life. The day starts quietly and in the very early hours of the morning. A drive, usually in the dark with a tumbler of hot steaming coffee beside me, is a complete contrast on how the morning ends up. A stunning drive through the trees and the sprawling green fields take me to a parking lot where a couple of other vehicles are already there. Before I open the door, I stop and reflect on what this day will mean for so many people in a few short hours. Hi, you're listening to episode 104 of Let's Talk About Life. I'm your host, Colleen Gerber, kidney recipient and LifeBank staff member. This episode is all about the celebration of life we call the gift of life walk and run. We are back at Blossom, baby, and we can hardly wait to be there. As quietly as the morning begins, it ends completely differently. A couple of thousand people celebrating their loved one, whether they are a donor hero, a transplant recipient, or waiting for the gift of life. They come together to support all those touched by donation and transplantation. There is a palpable feeling in the air at this beautiful place and during this very sacred moment in time. Everything is okay. There are tears of joy, tears of sadness, laughing, music, and lots and lots of hugging. Yep, it is a morning of great contrast, but there is nothing more meaningful when these families come together. Sitting across from me today is my great friend, Linda Correa, who has been a large part of the walk and run for many years. She is the mom of Michael Correa, who was a liver recipient and then an organ donor in 2006. Linda, I can't thank you enough for being with me today. You are most welcome. I'm very excited. Well, we're excited that you're here and that we are going to be in person back at Blossom this year. What a thrill. For those people listening that don't know your story, can you talk about Mike? and his journey through transplantation and then donation. I certainly can. Mike was born with a very rare liver disease called biliary atresia. He had a surgery when he was like five weeks old. We were told it didn't work, take him home, love him, he's gonna die in six months. And then he didn't die, he did really well. And then they said, oh, he'll probably die by the time he's two. And he didn't die. He was a very typical toddler and he loved life and he did great through his childhood. He had a couple of things that he couldn't do, like eat fat or play contact sports. But otherwise, he lived as normal a life as he could until age 11, when his liver became so cirrhotic that it was starting to poison his system. And at that time, he was placed on the transplant list. He waited two years and two months for his life-saving liver. And during that time, aside from wrestling with the thought of death and dying, he was very ill several times. In fact, we had planned for his funeral a few times because we didn't think he would make it. 
But God willing, he got his transplant when he was 13, and he never, ever looked back. He was home from the hospital in one week, back to school in six weeks, and doing as much as he possibly could physically. He went to Benedictine High School. He graduated with honors, and he won lots of math awards because math was his thing. And then he went to the only school that he would even apply to, and that was the Ohio State University, to which he told us was the happiest four years of his life. He majored in finance and was on his way to law school. He wanted to be a corporate lawyer. He said he wanted to clean up the world from the inside. And I just said to him, well, you go for it. (laughs) That's a good place to start. Absolutely. So the night he took his last final, he called us on the phone and said, I am free I am going home to eat my favorite meal, Mom, your meatballs, and I'm going to go work out, and then I'm going to ride my motorcycle. He said, I'm just, I feel free, and I'm going to ride. And he said, I'll see you in six days when I graduate. That night, we got the midnight call that no parent ever wants to get. They told us he had been in a motorcycle accident and we needed to come down to the Ohio State Medical Center. We did. We took that two-hour drive, which felt like 20. And when we got there, they told us he was the sickest person in the hospital. I knew he was dying. Once they declared him brain dead, I began my quest for Mike to be an organ donor. This was his passion throughout life, to be an organ donor. And he would tell his doctors that, and they would all say to him, no, Mike, that that doesn't happen. Organ recipients are not organ donors. And he said, I am going to be an organ donor. So with that thought in mind, I thought I had to give it the best shot I could. And I did. And they told me very gently the same thing everybody else told us. Uh, organ recipients usually are not organ donors. But I not so gently told them he was 22. He was young. He was on one milligram of anti-rejection medication and nothing else. He worked out. He ran. He ate healthy. And his last cholesterol test was 50. I told him, run his numbers and somebody will want something. And sure enough, they listened to me, and Mike became one of a handful of people in all the United States to be an organ recipient and an organ donor. He donated his heart, his lungs, his corneas, his skin, his ligaments, tendons, and long bones. And I can tell you that in the midst of planning his funeral, we found so much peace in knowing we had fulfilled Mike's wishes And we had given life and quality of life to so many people. And it was the quality of life that Mike was able to experience. Yeah, what a blessing that was for you and your family, Chuck and and Jess. I can't imagine the loss of a child for anybody, but to have him face death when he was younger and then uh, be able to go on and be a donor, what a legacy he has left. What is legacy? I think about the back of your walk and run shirts 
your team name is Team Matt, which mm-hmm. is Michael Allen. Yes. Michael Allen Korea. And it says recipient and the year that he received his liver and then organ donor 2006. Correct. And I think that t-shirt is one of those that start conversations that people want to know what the story is. Mm-hmm. So we thank you for sharing that, for educating people as you're walking around the grounds of Blossom. But you were actually part of the Gift of Life Walk and Run prior to Mike's death. When did you start your trek at the Walk and Run and why did you decide that that was something you wanted to do? Before Mike passed away, a friend of mine or a couple of friends and I would join the walk every year and just walk. We didn't have a team. We just always felt that this was such a marvelous organization and the work that was done to educate and increase awareness of organ eye and tissue donation was something that I certainly wanted to support after Mike received his transplant and was doing so great. So we just would come and walk, just, you know, a couple of us, and and that would be it. And then after Mike passed, my family and I decided that one of the best ways that we could honor Mike was to have a team at the walk. We weren't prepared to do it the year he passed because he passed in June and the walk was in August and there was just not enough time. But I felt really compelled to walk that year. And I did with my friend. She and I walked and that was it. I silently prayed. I silently thought that this was my way right now to honor Mike. And so I did. And then the next year I had a whole year to to plan Team Mac. And that was the first year we started our team in 2007. Well, and what a team. It's always over 100 people, and you've had walkers, you've had runners, you've had sitters. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, All ages, we've seen babies born and being pushed in buggies on your team, and you guys are just a main fixture at the walk and run. I'm just going to ask, why is it important for you to be there every year, and does it bring you comfort to be among people who understand your journey? Yes and yes. So, (laughs) you know, I would like to share what it felt like in the beginning and why I did it and then how I feel now. In the beginning, I believe selfishly, we decided that we were going to start this team because we wanted to honor Mike's legacy and celebrate his life. And that was the sole focus of starting the team, that our family and friends would come and support us. And I can tell you how amazing it was to see the sea of Team Mac shirts scattered throughout Blossom. That was absolutely amazing. And that was the purpose then. But as years went by, and as I got farther and farther from my grief, I appreciated the fact that this wasn't just the celebration of Mike's life. This was the celebration of all donors, recipients, living donors, and those waiting. We are united and connected by transplantation, and we are a family, and that is why I do it every year. It is the new family, and every year we welcome new people 
into our family. Recipients, donors, living donors, they're all there. And I hope that my presence there can be a presence of hope for them to know that this is possible. You can have a team too. You can do it and you can honor your loved one just like we honor Mike. And I think it's a symbol, as you mentioned, for new families, especially new donor families, that it is a journey. Your loved one's never forgotten. You're always honoring them, but you do go through stages and you get beyond that initial grief and pain. Not easy to do. It never goes away. But I think you're a symbol that you can move forward with your own life and, and celebrate your loved one's life. Absolutely. Back in the days when we had a committee to run the walk and run, you were my (laughs) co-chair, my partner in crime for setting up the Legacy Garden. And that has always been a a labor of love for us. Can you talk about what the Legacy Garden means to you and why you feel that's so special and meaningful? Well, people always ask me, what's the favorite part of your walk. And I say the legacy garden, hands down, there is nothing close to it. The whole walk memorializes the donors and the recipients, but the legacy garden with the posters and the pictures and the sayings, they just hit my heart. And I think for every family, it's their way, their ultimate way of honoring their loved one by choosing that picture, by choosing what to say, because it's their choice. LifeBank doesn't do it. It's their choice what they want on the sign. And they come with their families and and look at the sign, and then they walk around and look at all the other people, and you just look and you marvel and you say, oh my gosh, look at all these heroes. Look at all these heroes that are in this garden. And then you look at the recipients and you say, heroes like these saved these people's life. And that just gives me chills. And and that's why I do it every year. And I will have a sign for Mike every year as long as I can make one (laughs) with Colleen. (laughs) Until you become a sitter. (laughs) Until I become a sitter. But I will be there. You know, I used to tell my daughter, You know, if I live to a ripe old age and I'm not walking well, you are going to be pushing me in that wheelchair because I am going to be at that walk. Well, Linda, the hours and talent and compassion that you've put into the gift of life walk and run is amazing. You've not only dedicated your time, but you've also raised thousands and thousands of dollars for LifeBank. You're very active with our bereavement services and you help with new donor families. And we cannot be more grateful to you and your family and grateful to Michael because Michael really is the one that connects us. And we're so grateful that you're here and that he received the gift of life, but then fulfilled his wish of being an organized tissue donor. So we love you. We can't thank you enough. And we're just so proud to call you a family member. Thanks. That that is so special. Thank you so much. And and I, I just want you to know that once I leave this good earth, 
my daughter and my grandsons will definitely continue T-Mac to celebrate Mike's life. And I have to say, if I know my son, he would be very proud that we were continuing his passion for organ, eye, and tissue donation. Is there anything I didn't ask you that you want to share? Well, what I'd like to say, I guess, is come out and join us. Even if, if you're not a donor family or a recipient or a living donor or someone waiting, come out and join us and see the magnificent garden and join all the love that is there on that day. And I think if you do that once, you'll come back again. Perfect. You're just perfect. Thank you, Linda. Oh, you're welcome. Just perfectly stated, you're invited to participate in this meaningful morning, Sunday, August 7th at Blossom Music Center. It is also important for us to share with you that these funds raised at this event go to provide free bereavement services to donor family members. It helps educate the community about the urgent need for more registered organ, eye, and tissue donors. It also helps to fund donation and transplant-related research and innovation projects. We're so proud of that at LifeBank. You can register online at lifebank.org and then scroll down the homepage until you see the Gift of Life Walk and Run. Also an important note, if you want to purchase a Legacy Garden sign, Friday, July 15th is the last day to do so. Make sure you get that sign in for your loved one. Again, I thank my esteemed guest. She is a close friend and has worked diligently for the cause of organ donation. And on behalf of Linda Correa and myself, we hope to see you at Blossom. We hope you found today's episode informative and inspirational. You know, you can save lives simply by going to lifebanc.org and registering your donation decision. You can catch Let's Talk About Life on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, but you can always find it at lifebank.org. We thank you for listening and we hope you come back next time and come on, let's talk about life. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Life. If you have questions about today's podcast, reach out to us at info at lifebank.org. Take a few minutes to do something heroic and register to be an organ donor by saying yes at lifebank.org. Literally. Someone's life is dependent on it.